Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. Ben Reikley is directly across from me. He's uh, one of the owners of a fine local establishment. He's a Republican committee person, just a generally good conservative, enjoys outdoor alfresco eating now in the fine local restaurants and... uh, Brought in 962 coffee pods. Thank you. Yeah, you guys will have coffee for the rest of the year. <laughs> Thank you. I really do. I have it. not been to an outdoor restaurant. Oh, uh, not yet. Recently, have you? Well, unless you include the patio at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club, which is excellent takeout on Wednesdays and Fridays. Oh, there you go. Uh, but I understand in Snyder County, people are moving forward, and uh, we'll see some of the traditional restaurants downtown, the Isabella's, the Botts Tavern, the BJ's, the Sealands Grove uh, Hotel uh, getting back in. Uh, Hopefully the coffee shop opens up uh, downtown also, but uh, I will say this, I for uh, Morgan and Amy down at uh, my uh, haircutting establishment, I, I will be there. But I'm uh, I'm going to hold off as long as I can. I'm I'm going for the Andrew Jackson uh, or uh, maybe the Thomas Jefferson or the Kenny Stabler look. Okay, getting fuzzier yet. All right, fabulous. All right, so that is Mr. Ben Reikley. We appreciate his help and hard work and mm-hmm. coming in today, so thank you for that. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. We'll accept phone calls throughout the next half hour. Our toll-free line is 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. Uh, but uh, we are talking about the jobless uh, figures uh, that uh, are out. Yeah, Mark, it will be interesting to see the gentleman we're going to bring on has he had a haircut since uh, Snyder <laughs> County went green Bob did you get one of those midnight haircuts uh, I was at the barber at midnight I can <laughs> honestly say I was there and I can also honestly say I haven't been to a barber in 40 years uh, but I but I can also add to that and this is the end of the conversation about fashion unless we're talking to Joanne who actually knows what she's talking about uh, but the uh, this is the end of the conversation. I did get a haircut at about 5.30 a.m. this morning. Oh, wow. Uh, even uh, all, all odd-numbered days, I get haircuts. All even-numbered days, I water the flowers. Well, I'm glad you got yeah. a haircut. You go. uh, glad you got a haircut to be on the radio today. Thanks. Yeah, Luke, you look fabulous. All right, so that's Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Uh, jobless numbers. Did you hear the report, Bob? What were the numbers? Well, I, I heard... Mark, uh, I don't know if I was, was I not listening carefully or something? It really sounded as if uh, CBS National News was finessing. I don't think they have numbers. And then at the end, she threw in there 2.5 million jobs lost. Uh, What's going to be interesting about that is there is great disagreement this week 
or, or you know, right now, ADP, you know, the massive payroll processor, is saying the numbers aren't going to be that bad. They're, and and then I think I heard her say at the very end, you know, at the very beginning, she said 8.3 million jobs lost. At the very end, she said this just in uh, 2.5. So yeah. I think we're going to have to hang on till the uh, top of the hour, or maybe you'll get something breaking. Uh, there, um, uh, Mark. Well, Bob, uh, you, but, but you're uh, you're exactly yeah. right, though. You're exactly right. ADP, they were looking at 8.2, 8.1, 8. 8.2 jobs loss. Uh, today yeah. was 8.3. ADP had, I think, 1.9, which is still yeah. bad enough. And then today, if that oh, 2.5 number, but that means the trend is going in in the right direction, and uh, mm-hmm. and we're, we're starting to battle back, and it should be. But remember, these are uh, lagging indicators because uh, we'll, we'll see what the numbers uh, will be uh, next month for June when mm-hmm. people start to reopen mm-hmm. and get back. Some of these yeah. numbers are reopened, particularly some of the southern states. So, uh, I, I, yeah, the, the reporting, I think we're finding out that there's there's lies, there's lies, and there's damn statistics. And it sounds yeah, like, yeah. Uh, well, the, yeah, these yeah these are getting caught up in it. So, Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, so uh, uh, I can tell you this, uh, Mark and Ben, we do have Joanne uh, Troutman from the uh, Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way on uh, with us. Maybe what we could do is talk about some of the local things uh, that are happening, and then as the national news breaks, we can respond to that when it comes in. I'll just throw that up and see if that's what you want to do, Mark. Absolutely. That is fine. That's a good way to go. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm searching for the new jobless numbers. AP's not reporting them, so maybe there's a slight delay or something. And and I guess, yeah. Bob and Joanne, the, the, the headline of the newspaper, I guess, uh, is, is probably maybe to start uh, with Sunbury Textile uh, going to yeah. be shutting down, yeah. unfortunately, and uh, amidst of uh, the economic slowdown, uh, um, this is uh, going to affect us directly here and uh, the city of Sunbury and uh, it's it's just unfortunate. Yeah. Well, um, Mark, do you want to uh, begin by uh, introducing our good friend Joanne, and then I can we can respond. Uh, we did have a meeting yesterday, and we can tell everybody what uh, we're preparing to do uh, in regards to the announcement from uh, Glenn Raven. Most of us know it as Sunbury Textile, but why don't we go ahead and introduce Joanne first, uh, Mark, and then we'll okay. get going. Uh, Bob, well, first of all, Bob, if I didn't say it, is president and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. We are going to react to the jobless numbers as soon as we get some of the latest uh, numbers. Uh, of course, uh, unemployment less than 20 percent is uh, going to be a good outcome of what happened in the U.S. in uh, recent weeks and months. And we know the labor participation rate uh, plummeted, uh, but it's already starting its clawback. So we can talk a little bit about that as our hour progresses. But on the news line with us now, also Joanne Troutman, president and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way, uh, talking about the toll of the pandemic. Uh, the the real I call it a drama, but that really doesn't even capture uh, the real issues that go on in a struggling family. We do know some Valley families were unaffected by this, and we know other families were deeply affected with two incomes uh, being curtailed in families. Sometimes there's unemployment to backfill that and sometimes uh, not. So, Joanne, thank you so much uh, for calling in. We do appreciate it. Uh, give our audience some sort of a sense of the really the, what is uh, just a true angst-filled time for many, many people around here. Well, I mean, I think we, we're really just starting to see that, and I, I really do believe that the next two to three months are going to be very telling. Um, uh, part of the reason for that is that a lot of families were be- benefited from 
the extra $600 of unemployment they were able to get. I think that a lot of there seems to be some delay in unemployment benefits, um, and those started to kind of roll in, especially for self-employed individuals within the last six weeks. Um, and I think the, the government, you know, we're trying to play catch up with that a little bit. Um, so I really don't think we're going to start seeing large requests um, until July or August. Um, the delay is part of the reason. I think the stimulus check was part of the reason for that. But also, there is a moratorium right now that has been extended by the governor on evictions and foreclosures. Landlords, um, you know, if they have a misleading tenant um, been damaged uh, to their property, they can be evicted. But um, but in general, you know, if you own your home or you rent, you can't be kicked out for lack of ability to pay. So our social service agencies are uh, bracing for a, a sort of an influx, I would say, in, sometime in July. And we, we have provided a lot of housing support already to the tune of about $25,000 in total. Um, but again, I don't think we've seen even close to the beginning of it. Well, Joanne, can you tell us what the priorities right now, the United Way, I mean, or, or are you sort of um, the analogy of a, you know, a, I want to say a, a paper hanger and uh, just trying to keep the uh, wallpaper up while the other ones fall down. I mean, I you know, is, is it, is it uh, I mean, you're, you're probably putting out so many fires that uh, the new ones come up, but is there one or two priorities that uh, you're, you and your organization are, are uh, sticking to throughout this? Sure. I, you know, the first two and a half months, I would say, were really very squarely focused on making sure our basic needs and safety net services were bolstered and that we were ready to go. And that included, you know, funding for housing, as I mentioned, as well as ensuring that the food system, the food distribution system among partner agencies and others throughout the community is working, was working and working well. I think I would say that I think we're feeding people. Um, people are getting food. Food hasn't been a problem. Certain worry about potential food waste, but in general, families are okay. I would say that we're kind of in the second phase, which we're calling our, um, you know, the beginning of the recovery phase. And what we're really focused on right now uh, is childcare and the next step in broadband services. And, and Bob is very much at the table with that of the CSIU and, and CEDARCOG and thinking about what we need to do to prepare for the coming months and years. Uh, and these are likely things we should have been doing anyway, but this kind of lit a fire a little bit, um, not just under us. I mean, it's always been a priority for us, but I think it lit a fire under funders, and it's helped us collaborate more. And, you know, I'd say there's a third thing that we're really focused on going forward, and it's making sure that our um, partner agencies, our nonprofits in our community, um, have that band-aid fix that they need to get back up and running. We're not as focused on um, programs as we used to be. We're really just focused on making sure they can open their doors and um, that they have the proper operating support, not just from us, but from other phone funders in our, our community as well. Bob, we've seen you working with the United Way on mask giveaways and some other endeavors. What are you going to do with the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way next? Well, I, I think that, and that's a good secretary into discussing the yesterday's news uh, with uh, Sunbury Textile, uh, Glenn Raven. Um, I think everybody knows that uh, uh, the, the chamber and United Way and, and our partners, and they are they are legion. Our partners, we have lots and lots of partners out there 
um, when, when we get news about a plant closure, our first thought is we have to take care of the, uh, the employees and their families. Um, you know, plant closures are uh, they're, they're, they're tough. They're really hard on families. They're really hard psychologically. Um, you know, we're in the breadbasket of the world. It is just, it's so uh, heartbreaking when we hear people that are hungry, et cetera. So, so we put together, we, we check all the boxes. And you know, uh, Joanne and I got a little bit of uh, pinched a little bit. We got a little bit of criticism uh, when uh, Woodmo closed uh, just over a year ago, and folks said, "Well, you don't do this for everybody else." The fact of the matter is, we do it for everybody, and we're going to be there for the employees of uh, of Glen Raven uh, Sunbury Textile. So, yesterday afternoon, we had a meeting. Um, uh, it was all the people who needed to be there were there. Our elected officials, state and federal. Uh, the city was represented, um, and essentially there's going to be a rapid response uh, like we saw before, and then uh, we will make sure that the, the safety net is in place, uh, that uh, folks will um, uh, that want to stay in the area. I understand that uh, Glen Raven is offering positions at other plants uh, to folks and uh, offering promotions and those kind of things that will help with uh, moving costs, those sort of things. So. So, uh, so we're, in, we're in full communication with the company, and we'll just do everything we can to make this as um, the blow as, as minimal as possible. I mean, how can you minimize losing your job, but as, but as minimal as possible uh, to those employees and their families. Then, uh, you know, in a week or so, we'll be ready to talk about economic development activities. Uh, you know, the, the, we don't need another empty building uh, uh, in the greater Susquehanna Valley, and certainly not in uh, uh, not in uh, Sun, the city of Sunbury. Uh, so that'll be next week's conversation. But this week, um, what I want to pass along is to assure everyone that uh, that, uh, that 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 safety net, that 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 embrace that we make is going to happen yet once again. And you'll see the very best of the greater Susquehanna Valley, whether it's coming from the United Way or from the Chamber of Commerce or from CSO or, uh, or CDECOG or from the city, uh, we'll all work together uh, to make this as, as painless as possible. Joanne, you wish to elaborate on that, please? Yeah, I would agree with Bob. I mean, we we do this for everybody. This is, what, this is why our safety net services exist. Um, and, you know, whoever needs help at any stage of their life can call 211 or can visit our office and use it. It's heartbreaking to see this happen. I've, I've worked my entire career in Susquehanna Valley, and to watch these long-standing plans as they've evolved, you know, it's been good. There's been hope, but now, you know, we're seeing them close, and and that's so challenging and heartbreaking. Uh, but I, I could not agree more with Bob. Our number one priority is to make sure the families um, and and employees are taken care of, and and that's what we're here for. I think, you know, and I said this to the newspaper yesterday. One of the things that is a blessing in disguise is that because this is happening in COVID times and as a direct result of COVID, according to the company, um, there's actually a lot more resources available to those families than there would otherwise be. So, you know, we do feel as though they'll be well taken care of, but it doesn't take the sting out of it. It still hurts and it's still really hard. Hey, Bob, a month ago we talked about this, and Joanne, um, I know that because uh, of the COVID and the scenarios going on in the area that uh, blood is needed. Uh, is there a potential uh, Chamber of Commerce uh, 
joint venture with uh, with Joanne uh, for you folks to do a, a blood drive? Yeah, uh, we partner on blood drives, uh, Ben, with the American Red Cross, uh, and we have a standard schedule uh, here at the chamber uh, when they bring their mobile van uh, in to do that. Uh, they do that about every two months, basically, because frequently it's it's return repeat customers, uh, and um, uh, and uh, I think they're scheduled to be back uh, sometime midsummer. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, anything that United Way is doing, we will uh, support. Um, I, I don't know, Joanne, uh, about blood banks, but uh, but we'll certainly be as supportive as we possibly can. Well, don't don't you, don't you want some new folks and uh, get the uh, get the reups in there? But let's get some new folks, new blood. All right. Yeah, a great idea. Then we we couldn't agree with you more. We'd like uh, new uh, supporters, new members of the chamber, and new. Uh, Financial supporters of the United Way too. While you're while you're promoting, keep going. We'll yeah, do we all three. We'll yeah. do all three. Haircut or not, we still like you. Both of our good <laughs> guests uh, stand by, Joanne and Bob. We're going to put you back on hold. We got to take a quickie break to be uh, on schedule. But we're enjoying Financial Friday, as named as such by Bob Garrett of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, talking about the jobless numbers. Those numbers, uh, the U.S. unemployment rate now 13.3 percent in May, down from. 14.7% the month before. So, Positives. Uh, uh, yeah, again, the uh, fundamentals of the U.S. economy are sound. Uh, people who don't care about businesses say they're weeding out businesses that were weak in the first place. So that's a terrible way to put it. Not my words well, there. It's the Darwin so, theorem. Yep, theory right, strong, of, uh, strong businesses are economy? surviving oh, and, and rehiring. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, it's uh, as, you, as we're hearing in, in our conversation, it's tough for some other businesses. Okay, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up our chamber conversation uh, shortly. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark Van Reikley's here. Rob Center, the fabulist, and uh, Bob Garrett of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce on the line, and Joanne Traumel of the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way. Bob, uh, bring us up to speed. What else are the important topics uh, for today's conversation? Yeah, let me just start by saying I, I've never been so happy that every economist I depend on is wrong about the <laughs> unemployment rate. That is, That really is very, very good news and surprising news about the unemployment rate going down. They were saying, hey, depression level unemployment didn't happen. Good news. Really what I'd like to do, uh, Mark, is make sure that we have plenty of time for Joanne to talk to folks about what's going on and what the, the United Way is leading along with the Early Learning Investment Committee uh, with their uh, with child care because the number one issue we're hearing, and, and Joanne and I heard this loud and clear from a local engineering firm uh, last week, 
it has to do with child care, getting qualified child care so mm-hmm. folks can get back to work, particularly with yesterday or the day before yesterday's uh, news about schools could be going back uh, as early as mid-July. So, Joanne, can, can you take some time, tell us what we heard about child care and where we are and where we want to be? Yeah, you know, I think we all know uh, on this call that child care is such a huge uh, component of being able to have a healthy and stable workforce. Uh, we already struggle with having enough child care capacity in our three counties, our great child care centers, but there just simply are not enough of that. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a perfect storm right now where you have child care centers that are opening back up, um, they're having to invest resources. We have helped them do that. We've provided um, several thousand dollars worth of equipment, um, hygiene products, uh, PPE to child care centers to help keep their children and their employees and families safe. Um, what, what we're really seeing is somewhat of a reluctance on the part of families. So it's part of that, you know, where they're anxious about their child having to go back um, or they're, you know, anxious about um, the virus in general. And then you still have a contingent of parents who are still able to work from home um, who feel like they don't have to worry about that anxiety right now. But that's not going to last very long. And, um, you know, we're going to need to get back to normal or at least close to normal eventually. You know, employers aren't going to... Um, you know, patient forever with families taking care of their families while they're trying to work. And so um, we need to, you know, we're trying to do everything we can to make sure those child care centers are equipped and have enough funding to be supported and get them through. And, that, and when I talk about funding, it's not just United Way funding, it's also, you know, federal and state funding as well as funding from other philanthropists and organizations. What we're particularly concerned about right now is school aged care. Uh, we had a call this week with our school-aged providers, and with all the rules and regulations that are, in, you know, in in place, not just by the government, but what liability insurance is requiring centers to do, you know, the ratios are much different, so it's a much higher cost, and the demand they're seeing is lower because of where employers and everybody else is at right now, and so we have actually a, a lot of school-aged childcare centers that are concerned about not being able to open their doors or, or stay open very long or potentially having to consolidate. And again, that's not going to serve us well when everybody's, you know, when the majority of us are back to work uh, the way we used to be and or schools start back in the fall or later this summer. Most of them are thinking that there's going to be some interruption, whether that's you know, letting out right after Thanksgiving or having to go partly hybrid or some of this virtual, some of it um, in person, we are really going to be desperate for school-aged care. And I'm, that's one of the things that I'm really concerned about um, moving forward. All right. Uh, Joanne, we'll give you the last word. Anything to add to our important conversation uh, today? Please. Well, uh, you know, a little bit of hope. You know, it's, it's uh, good to hear you guys saying about hope with economy. And, and I think more than ever before, our community has come together. For us. I thought I saw it when Woodlock closed a year ago, but the conversations we're having um, of late over the last three months, and the people at the table are all the right people who need to be there. Uh, we, as, we as a community agency, um, as well as funders, are making sure that people and organizations are taken care of and we're all in it for the same reason. 
And so I have a lot of hope that we're going to survive this moving forward. Uh, we're doing everything we can, mm-hmm. and I just want to thank everybody who's at the table. All right. Uh, thank you so much for checking in. We appreciate your input. Bob, uh, uh, wrap us up today. Give us some additional okay. thoughts. We have a minute. Uh, take you to the top of the hour. Here we go. Hey, uh, f- uh, first thing I want to mention is, uh, you know, what rehiring is hard. Uh, the United Way, the Chamber of Commerce, all of the organizations in the Valley are working uh, right beside our local uh, uh, employers to bring a- as many people back to work and even more uh, back to work than left. Uh, today at noon is our governmental affairs. Please, folks, uh, uh, log on. It's a Zoom meeting. Uh, the artillery is coming. You know, the, the, we, we have cover, and we're going to be hearing some great news about some community development grants that are coming uh, to our valley that could make a huge difference to our nonprofits, uh, to our tourism industries, et cetera. Um, and then uh, we're going to stay on Zoom for the rest of the month, Mark, uh, but. Um, uh, but everyone is invited uh, to participate in cha- upcoming chamber events. GSVCC.org. Just go there. You can see what's happening. All right, and I think you're probably going to be here back in the studio in person uh, in the first part of July. So we'll stay tuned about that. And would that be wonderful? Uh, yep, we'll find out what's cooking. All right, uh, thank you so much, Bob and Joanne. Very much appreciated. Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Joanne Trauma, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way. Continuing to work more and more closely together every every month, and uh, our valley benefits uh, from that consortium. You're listening to On the Mark, WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show, CBS Local Headlines, and we're going to hear from a local pastor about uh, the George Floyd situation. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the Mark, Mark Lawrence here. we got one more guest to schedule to talk about. We're going to be talking to a local pastor soon. About a letter they're writing, so we'll be talking about that. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line open, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Some brief news headlines here. A noticeable increase in new valid uh, new COVID-19 cases have been confirmed in the Valley. Six in Snyder County brings their total to 51 Snyder County residents have tested positive for COVID-19. Two new cases confirmed in Union County, Northumberland County with two new cases in Montour County with the 53. We can read all of the numbers at WKOK.com. Governor Tom Wolf says he'll announce today that more counties will be going green. Today is the day that the previously announced going green counties will make their switch up in the three-phase plan. Those counties are in addition to the 16 he's already 
entered, uh, named that are green, like Snyder and Montour County. North Hamilton and Union County are hoping that they're on the list of counties that will be going green. Uh, with today's announcement, Union County commissioners wrote a letter to the governor this week indicating that it's long overdue for them to be among the green counties in the mitigation plan. Governor Tom Wolf yesterday supporting police in Pennsylvania said he would support legislative reforms to provide improved access to police videos and a special prosecutor in deadly force cases also. The Pennsylvania Commission on Crime and Delinquency will develop a program that provides technical assistance to municipalities to create a citizens police advisory board to address police action that leads to injury or death. We will work with cities and towns to create organizations that provide transparency and independent accountability. The governor outlined a series of reforms, commissions, trainings, education, and other opportunities for all of the police officers and municipalities in Pennsylvania uh, to enhance, uh, further, to further enhance uh, policing within the community. This is rejected by the Pennsylvania State Troopers Association, criticizing the plan, saying the governor is implying that Pennsylvania State Troopers are no better than people charged with George Floyd's death. Troopers also criticized the governor for ignoring his own order during a pandemic and marched with people holding Blue Lives Murder signs, and the governor said he had no part in that and actually has no <laughs> control over the signs that people hold well, at a demonstration. Of course he doesn't, and was that a photo op? If you want right. to say well, somebody holding is, a Bible's a photo op, then you know, and here, not a very good photo op for the uh, governor, and plus, where's he been for the last six years? This is just on, on uh, these yeah. uh, on these deals. Union versus boss pushback. Where has the boss been for six years? If he wanted to put this stuff in, I mean, it would have been great to do it. If this has been happening for so long, why why didn't the governor uh, step up uh, X number of years ago? The governor says he'll uh, create a deputy inspector general's position, a Pennsylvania law enforcement advisory commission to look into misconduct, technical assistance to municipalities, racial and ethnic disparities subcommittee reviewing training and education, enhancing officer safety and wellness, and supporting the legislative uh, reforms. It Sounds good. Do you think uh, it'll happen? It looks as though Sealands Grove High School seniors will at least get an in-person prom of some sort this summer. Sealands Grove Area School District Dr. Chad Kaur says the prom was rescheduled from its original date to June 20th. He says it is still set on that date. He says they know they'll be able to comply with social distancing at that time, uh, the June 20th date. He says if that doesn't work, a formal dance will be scheduled Does later. Does it say this where it's being held at? No, actually, it's uh, specifically omitted. Wherever <laughs> it is, it's <laughs> I think wraps. I know where they're being held at, and I hope, oh, okay. hope they're going to be ready to <laughs> to hold it for the Utes mm-hmm. at Seals Grove. All right. I have money in this, Mark. I have a prom dress that... Uh, it's got to uh, go somewhere. Well, I said, well, you can save it for next year. You know what that look was like? Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> don't they stay in, they don't any, stay in uh, fashion? She's, she's growing up, so the dresses <laughs> don't last forever on teenagers. I know this to be true. I think you can get two wares out of them. All right. And uh, what else do we want to say? Uh, that's it. Okay. We have some conversation starters from the AP. Maybe we'll get to those. we got a caller standing by. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. You're on the mark. Uh, good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, yesterday, I drive my wife and uh, Guy Seeger and the Woodbine. And because I got my flag in my car, from for 2020, no more bull. Black guy coming uh, down before I turn uh, to the hospital, uh, slurred to me, you are racist. 
And I want to ask him, I want to have a friendly conversation with him if I can. If I have it designed like the Margaret Thatcher, say, colored people, I like human weeds and need to be exterminated, was, uh, you know, racist and uh, supposed to be punished. But I have only the Trump flag and I don't bother nobody. Why, why he, he slurred to me, I'm a racist. Well, uh, it's uh, you know his opinion to say what he wants. Unfortunately, he doesn't sound very uh, educated. That, but uh, but uh, Democrats, that's hypocrites. They not say why they not uh, they not tell the truth. Whatever Mar- Margaret Thatcher say or the uh, uh, Hillary Clinton when she say about the Margaret Thatcher, I admire I admire Margaret Thatcher enormously. Her courage, her uh, tendency, and her vision. If Hillary Clinton cared for the black people to be educated and, uh, and find nice work and live in, uh, like uh, everybody, why say that? Uh, yeah. And even the President uh, Obama say, we are truly grateful to you. Thank you. Planet to the parenthood, God bless to you. That's hypocritical. Well, I, I would say uh, ignorance has uh, no uh, political party and, and probably uh, no race and no gender, but it's, uh, you know, unfortunate, and you would hope uh, people would. Uh, have a little bit more understanding. Uh, your rights are your rights. Their rights are their rights. But uh, but uh, some uh, some civility towards each other goes a long way. Amen. All right. Thank you so See, much, Demos. I don't have nothing with the black people. I'm trying all my life to be educated. For the time I was in New York, I called the um, the governor. On the, what's the name the, today? The governor of New York. Cuomo. Cuomo, the father Cuomo, because they moved the black people who was in the welfare and the small kids from one place to the other in the hotels, one week here, one week there. And I told him, why no place in one place and send them to the school to be educated to have a life? They no answer to me. And now the, the uh, Democrats try to, to say they care for the black people. They use them as weapon against the president. Well, I think you have a point there, and I think that's what's going on right now in, in certain parts of society, and, and particularly in segments of uh, the minorities, where they're looking at saying, what have the political leaders done over the last 50 years to enhance that? And I think that's where you've got uh, uh, former Vice President Joe Biden when he said uh, last week that uh, if, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing him, but, uh, you know, if you're not voting for, for uh, Biden, you're not... Uh, uh, you're not black. black, so I mean, you see the hypocrisy, and I think you've pointed it out well. And and a lot of times, I will say this: uh, uh, the ladies and gentlemen who I've met who have come from outside the United States and come in for the opportunities of the United States, y- you folks have a very interesting perspective on what's going on in the United States. Uh, very much appreciated. All right, if thank the you. New, if the news like to to find the truth, why then they not say that to the black people? 
what the Sanjay say, cholera people are like a human weeds and need to be exterminated. Why, why they not say it to her? Bless him. Even Obama bless her. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Demos. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Excellent questions. I don't think we can answer them. So we appreciate you calling in. Thank you, sir. They tried to... to nope, we got to go. Thank you. Uh, Mark, you're next up. Thank you for waiting. You are on the mark. Yes, talking to Mark. <laughs> well, I, I was wondering uh, what your opinion is what happened to Drew Brees. Uh, I, uh, I just can't believe that a, a man would uh, be ridiculed for what he was doing with the... Uh, American flying. He just said that he didn't agree with Carmen Kaepernick, and uh, they, they have nothing wrong with the disagreeing, but he was shut down for his opinion. Yeah, I'm not. There's something else to that. I, I just don't get it. I mean, I certainly, you know, I think Colin Kaepernick had his points and he raised them up when he was doing his kneeling and so on. And That's of right. course, Drew Brees at the time said that he didn't agree with it and didn't kneel, but some other players did, and so they had that whole thing. But I, I think the whole beauty of this is you're standing up for this country, and that includes free speech, unless, of course, you're Drew Brees, in which case you can only say certain things or you're in the doghouse, you know. So. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm getting uh, very worried about. About the, the NFL and the direction they're going in, they're shutting down dissent, and uh, even uh, you know, to say uh, you ought to be able to have your opinion. No, the NFL. You know? Forget about the NFL. What about what about in general? What about That's people right. who who question something? You're not allowed to question, and right away you're gonna uh, be labeled a racist. Uh, what about the? Uh, I can't think of the gentleman. Uh, his uh, YouTube name, uh, I believe he's uh, Latino, who's going around and and asking white women to get down on their knees, and, 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 and and you know basically say I have white privilege and all that. I mean th- this is getting to be just uh, so far out of the political correctness. Started with political correctness 20, 25 years ago, and now here's where we are. So, yeah. uh, but, you know, not just the NFL. What happened to Drew Brees is happening to to other folks, too. And believe me, it, and the, the people who don't get down and uh, beg for forgiveness or whatever uh, uh, they're asking them to do, which is to basically say, you know, uh, your white privilege is this and that, but if they don't do that, they follow him around and call him a racist and oh so so that that's where we're at and uh, some of the Democratic folks some of the liberal progressives better start thinking this through because um, the people are, are very frustrated with that yeah I agree with you there uh, one other thing off the beaten path but I was uh, listening into uh, Clyde Lewis uh, last night on ground zero and he's very concerned about the magnetic uh, polarity shift that's going on and the ramifications that worldwide could happen in the next few years. I just thought I'd throw that in. Are you talking about the the, the, the Earth's axis, the the actual yeah. with the sun's with, with the sun's gravitational pull? No, I'm talking about a polar shift. Uh, it happens every I forget how many thousands of years. The North Pole is heading towards uh, 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 Africa, and the southern uh, uh, polarity is coming up from uh, Antarctica, and they're going, uh, supposed to meet somewhere. In the southern Indian Ocean, and uh, all hell could break loose on, you know, weather conditions and volcanoes and stuff. He's following it, but uh, sometimes it's a little above my pay grade. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, right. and I know, but there, I know that there's. I thought that had something to do tied into the sun, but uh, well, I guess uh, that's that's know. early morning radio. And we can't do anything about it, right? <laughs> 
No, hey, I would you both, say. You both have a good day. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the call. one 800 795 is our telephone number. We invite you to call us, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. We're talking about Drew Brees. Uh, do we have free speech in the U.S. or not? So I guess uh, <laughs> well, it just depends on, on who you work for. If you work for the NFL, the answer is a big fat no. If you work for other companies, maybe the answer would be yes. one 800 795 Five, we will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We are enjoying 100% open phones. We can talk about the topic of your selection. Dick, thanks for calling in. You're on the mark. Hey, I just wanted to follow up from yesterday. I know Joe said he never heard that, but the, the, the player was Nate Boyer. He actually had a short time with the Seattle uh, Seahawks as a long snapper in their exhibition season, and then he was a former Green Beret. So, so when he found out about Kaepernick, Kaepernick actually sent, a, sent an Uber to pick him up, and they rode around for a while and talked about what, what he was going to do. And he urged him not to go and sit along the sideline. So he said, well, what, what, do you, what would you recommend? And this guy's a former Green Beret. He said, just go out and get in line with with your, with your players during the national anthem and just take a knee or kneel. And actually the first time he did it, this guy, the former Green Bray, actually stood right next to him. So it wasn't like something that Kaepernick did. That he wasn't even, he even told, told the guy, I'm not disrespecting the flag or America or anything. He actually was on, his only point was about, uh, about the race relations is why he did it. Whether anybody agrees with that or not. So, so, so he, has, he never was disrespecting the flag, and the guy even admitted that. This well, guy's a former Green Beret. He wrote this article in, uh, in Army Times. Well, why, why, why didn't Kaepernick and, and the others on Tuesday go out and hold press conferences and protest and, and, I don't, and be involved? I don't, I don't want to speak for Kaepernick. I just brought this up as yesterday because gotcha. the subject came up on, yeah. on, on Drew Brees. Well, and Kaepernick has always been like uh, the uh, whatever, the scapegoat for everything. But my, but my only point was when this happened, this is why he did. This is why he took the knee because he was being advised by a former Army Green Beret who fought in multiple wars. And I'm not going to criticize that guy, and I'm a veteran. That's right. my point. So you can, you can have your opinion. Everybody can have their opinion. But he, when, when he did this initially, it had nothing to do with disrespecting the flag. Maybe people took it that way. That wasn't his point. And the guy wrote this in the article in the Army Times. Gotcha. Yeah, I, whether, I, whether I've heard like more it about it. Whether you like it or anybody else likes it, I'm just telling you, why, why, why he didn't do anything there, well, I can't really, tell you. I, don't, I can't it speak re- It really seems it. strange that, that this this information was not out, and I've never heard of this Green Beret guy. So na- na- about. Now well, it's being now. I, 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 hey, you but can ask Mark Lawrence. I brought it up yesterday because I, I knew it for years. Yep, I'm, I, I agree. It wasn't like some story that just came out. Uh, yeah, well, they just talked about it on the Dan Patrick show yesterday. Yeah, they just Dan Patrick's talking about it. Dan Patrick actually brought it up yesterday, too. He brought it up on his show. Yeah, but when did he start kneeling? 
I mean, we're talking about five, six years year, ago. Well, you have to go back and look at that. Well, it's five or six years ago. He did so a bunch of people have, have done that ever since then. But but Dan Patrick actually knew the story too, and he brought it up. And I called in yesterday and told uh, Mark and Joe the same story. I didn't know the guy's name. I went back and researched. Did Nate Boyer? He played at Texas A and M. He uh, played in college. His mother is a professor of uh, engineering. His father is a veterinarian at a racetrack in California. He, he said he was never a very good student, but he, he was a former Green Beret, so he's not like some crackpot. Yep, I and, agree. And All as right. I say, the very first time that, that Kaepernick did this, he actually stood next to him along the sidelines because I'm sure the NFL had no, no you know, they weren't going to disrespect the disrespect. Our good producer, our good producer, fact finder says, is, uh, like Colin Kaepernick first kneeled on September 1st. 2016. So that means right. uh, this guy was playing. The, the caller said he was playing for Seattle. So obviously, he, he was playing he for San Francisco during an exhibition season years ago. Yeah, All so. right, we got you. Thank you so much. Dick. Appreciate the call. Yep. Thanks for setting us gotcha. straight. Bye. Uh, Cindy, next up, uh, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. You know, yesterday, uh, Joe, near the end of the show, I think, read a list of demands that a group had put forward to all the public officials in Pennsylvania that they believed would make them feel better about this situation. Mm -hmm. And on that list was stripping me of my free speech rights by demanding that people who flew flags with the blue line on them, would that would be illegal. Mm. And, you know, it makes me think your free speech rights are contingent upon you standing up for my free speech rights. And as soon as you try to stop me from my free speech rights, you allow me to empower me to shut down yours. And that doesn't help anybody at all. I don't see how flying a flag that says that I support the officers who work night and day to keep me safe in any way harms anyone else. Well, and I think that Joe didn't talk about it much, but this was sort of a, an effort to... Uh, lean the other way to go to the point lean sort of sort of like uh, I'm trying I'm trying to say the they're pendulum not has gone so they're not far. Tr they're not trying to balance they want to go the other way sort of like affirmative action says you know you're going to favor African Americans above all other candidates you know back in the uh, 60s and 70s that uh, you get a disproportionate uh, push uh, towards those particular candidates sort of like we favor veterans today you know and that's rightly so so this and he didn't talk about the context, but that's the context. It's to not only right wrongs, but it's sort of part of a reparative effort to fix things that are wrong, sort of by going to an extreme the other way. Yeah, we demand but, you that. Know, you, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm Cindy. sorry, Mike. We've been doing that for decades now, mm -hmm. leaning and the other way yeah. through the government, through all kinds of financial support and special treatment, and it hasn't fixed anything. If I if I take for granted what I'm hearing from people. They don't feel in any way that things have been repaired. I, I strongly disagree, I, you know, but they have privilege in uh, admissions to universities. The, you know, the NFL is 75% black. You don't hear white kids who want to be football players bemoaning that fact. Uh, it, it's very troubling to me. And there's one other thing I want to say. You know, individuals make mistakes, but society's mistake 
is to pluralize, to generalize that mistake to everyone who of, is of that ilk. So if one man makes a mistake, does that make all men bad? One rapist make you all rapists? I don't think so. It would be a terribly childish, immature thinking, and damn right evil, frankly, to make such a generalization. Does one doctor making a mistake in the operating room mean that all surgeons are bad people? No, it does not. One nurse making a mistake mean that all nurses are acting in malice? No, it does not. Did one radio announcer that I'm a sky making an, a poor comment on his show mean that all you radio people are evil people? No. And yet here we see, here we see the error of four, in this case four, police officers being generalized to all police officers and I think that's wrong it shows an immaturity of thought an inability to say to hold a person accountable rather than an entire group and frankly represents its own kind of racism isn't racism when you say the bad actions of a single black person hispanic person asian person white person means they're all bad isn't that what we seek to condemn those kind of generalizations Cindy, and do yet you think in order to do that they're taking the actions of single police officers and generalizing it to all of us. Do you think that's what the governor did yesterday? What did the governor do yesterday? I haven't been paying any he attention. He protested. He walked in a protest no, and social distance. That was Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday he, he came yesterday, out with this. He came out with his list of commissions yeah. and things he wants to do. Uh, but some people say that he's... Um, Appeasing. Dissing. No, dissing current law enforcement officers in and Pennsylvania. And appeasing the groups that give uh, 12 demands like this that are just ludicrous. But well, for them... There is no doubt, well, there is no doubt that people make mistakes. People in every walk of life, people of every race, people of every gender, we make mistakes. That is human nature. But to be applying that to everyone who shares those characteristics... That's bigotry. That is wrong. Of a different no sort. more should I say that because one man rapes a woman, all men are rapists. It's the very same kind of behavior to say one or two or three or four. And, uh, you know, I saw yesterday a report. Last year, uh, ten, ten black men uh, who were unarmed were killed by police officers. Ten. Of those, five of those men were attacking the policemen. Well, no matter what you want to say about it, if you attack a police officer, they one in one case he was trying to run him down with a car, and another one he was physically physically attacking the policeman. That officer has the right to defend himself, and and you know, slap well, me on the jury, and that's what I'm going to say. And it doesn't matter what the race or the gender or the whatever of a human being is. If you attack that policeman, just like if you attack me. I have the right to defend myself. All right. Thank you so much, Thanks, Cindy. Yeah. Thanks for checking in. And referring to the Washington Post information, but I believe that was nine. It might have, I, I thought it was nine, but in the last couple of days it's become 15. So uh, we'll have to see. But uh, no, the, the information here I, I, nine or 15. Unarmed black oh, men were killed okay. by police officers. So th those numbers are changing. But it seems strange that they would change in the last couple of days. But uh, no, the, the governor, I think, it was uh, is trying to appease. I mean, he's. We have a governor that is swimming in all directions. But here. he's just listening to them and taking action. When it went, like if he were, if he were, if businessmen said that they need lower taxes, and he did this, in what way is that just appeasing the businesses? And in what way is that just doing the right but thing to not, promote? He's, he's not taking action. 
he, he, he's saying that they're going to form these things. And I said earlier, when's this going to happen? He's appeasing him. He's saying, yeah, yeah, we're going to form all this stuff. Let's see if it, uh, if it happens. And if it's not allowed to happen, it will be blamed on the Republican legislator. Just lip service, in other words. Well, it's, a, you know, it's appeasement. But, but those, those demands, if you look at those demands, well, let's those are ludicrous. Nobody, now, when you negotiate, you throw all your cards on the table and say, what, what can you get back? Okay, we'll right. take two of these. But the, but the, the list is just... And so one day they ask you, dur- during the negotiation, they ask you in the hallway, what do you really need? You yeah. tell them that and guess what's what? What's your needs and what's That's your That's what pops up. Yeah. Uh, one of our listeners says, Mark, you agreed with the entire list. Cindy was speaking off. Much of it was ridiculous. It, it, well, it's a lot of it couldn't be implemented. And again, you have re- re- reverse discrimination in a lot of ways. But remember the case down at uh, UT uh, Texas, uh, Austin and the medical school where the young lady did not get in uh, due to and her grades and everything were, were above and some of the minorities did get in. So, uh, you know, when people want to talk about institutional racism, we, we can start discussing what's going on and what laws aren't on the books that need to be on the books for minorities to get lending, to minorities to start business, buy a house. I mean, it, it's all out there. So th- this is going to get pretty interesting. But if you dig down into the details, what other country in the world has opened itself up to its citizens the way that the United States has? And also, I'll put in non-citizens. How many? What other country takes care of non-citizens a- as well as we do? And what other country opens up the opportunity doesn't give a guarantee, but open up the opportunity. There's a number of people of different races that have succeeded by rolling up their sleeves, pulling their bootstraps up, and working hard. And that's gender and races. Are you trying to say this is the greatest country on earth? Well, is there a better one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of research to check them all out. All right, but uh, yeah, we're glad we're here. As Foster Furman used to say, it's not our fault we were born here, but we have to make the best of it. All right, we'll, we have open phones. All four <laughs> lines are lit. We have some emails pending. We'll read those. Uh, no text today. That's kind of funny. Uh, feel free. You can text us at 70236, and that's the Text Connect system, so sign up for WKOK.com's Text Connect system. Let me tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company, Sunbury Motor. You can see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. You can select your perfect vehicle and purchase it online right from your home. I haven't driven a Sunbury Motor Company truck in almost four hours now. Mm. It's probably stone cold out there and soaking wet, but it's ready to go. It's going to run in my new one sitting down there. It's black. Ranger, Raptor, six-foot bed, power rear window, sunroof, two rows of seats. It's the perfect uh, vehicle, and it's way less than $40,000. There's a little above thirty, and they're going to give me top dollar for the previous one. And tell you what, I'm going to be one of the million or more happy customers who have driven away from the Sunbury Motor Company uh, saying mm-hmm. that their new Ford, Hyundai, Kia, or Lincoln was exactly what the doctor ordered. Um, if you have transportation needs, go to Sunbury Motor. Wow. And uh, I will say this, uh, go see uh, Clocky, Jeff Clock down there, uh, the whole host of, uh, of uh, salespeople and service people. Uh, good organization and has been around for over 100 years. Dale, I was going to go right to the break, but you were on the line then left and now you're back. So I'll go to you and then, uh, then we'll take the break. So go right ahead. Uh, just between this protest and, and the racist deal, I mean, I grew up in a bad situation bad neighborhood, but uh, there's racism on all sides. 
basically the way I measure racism. You're saying it's a human condition? Yeah, yeah. I, I basically I, I measure someone. I mean, I ain't got nothing against anyone, but someone with arrogance, basically, I can see that they have some kind of racism in them because they have less acceptance. So less acceptance is more arrogance, which will equal racism. So I, I, I just look at it that way. And uh, another thing is, you know, they got these crowds and they're trying to get them to register to vote, which, like I said, if you vote, you know, you you already, you're already a part of it. They, they, they divided you. I mean, like I said, man, if the Republican-Democrat system is, is totally broken. I mean, the ones who are really running the show don't even put a foot in it, which is the Bar Association. Right. They don't yeah. vote. That's a good point. They help yeah, yeah, control they the elections, but they don't vote. They don't vote. Yeah, but they don't they don't vote. I mean, they don't put themselves on the candidate. So they control both parties. So I mean, divide and conquer has been working since mankind's been around. So but I, I, yeah, yeah, but I would say deal. Like, you ain't helping this country if you're voting Democrat and Republican. You can you you've been seeded that since the day you were born. So that seed never blossomed in anything. It never bared fruits. So I think these kids today are more accepting and had less arrogance. So I think it's time for them to lead. And right. for them to put, put, put registered voters in front of them, that's like, that's, that's blind. That's blind. That's mm. totally blind. You know? So, All right, you know, we got you, brother. Fun. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for calling in. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We've got uh, three open lines, one call coming in, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. That's 1-800-795-9565. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, uh, Ben Rackley and I enjoying an open phones Friday. we got time for more comers. Call us, 1-800-795-9565. We talked about Colin Kaepernick. Versus Drew Brees a little bit, and Drew Brees doing an about face after his uh, defensive and offensive players well, said that was the wrong thing to say. I think it's so, all about harmony in the locker room. I, and, that's uh, exactly Brees, what I'm thinking. Brees has two more years left, probably, so he wants to create that. Hey, before we go to the next caller, though, I had written down earlier. I wanted to talk to Bob Garrett about though, and Bob said that the economists were wrong in these job reports, and this is a very, very, very positive job reports. But what has been real positive and and I think is a really uh, uh solid indicator. One of one of a couple, when you look at the economy, is what the stock market has been doing. Right now, the stock market is above 26. Probably, I wouldn't be... It's up be 700 s- today. Oh, is it? Okay, already. So, the early going. Yep. So, it's so it's up. I wouldn't be surprised if it was down a little bit to take some profits, but this is the underlying. So, this means business believes in what the United States is doing, because if you look at the other economies, China is sort of... Uh, uh, I say this politely, soiling their loins uh, when it's having. They're having a lot of problems in parts of China, and this Hong Kong scenario is not going away. And Taiwan has put its head up, and Taiwan says, hold it. We're here, too. And look what Australia has done. Uh, so very, very interesting uh, that the stock market has been as solid as it is. So uh, Now, one of our texters this week said, this is partially good because the pandemic is weeding out some of the 
poorer performing businesses and restaurants who were teetering anyway. In what way does that help the economy to reduce the number of businesses on the margin? Well, what, what it does is, uh, we, I think we sort of tongue-in-cheek said something earlier, it's the Darwinism of, uh, of okay. business economy, supply and demand, and uh, what it's going to do is, is weed out, now, is it weeding out for the right reasons? Are people going to retire this year thinking they were going to retire in two years because this has happened? Oh. Uh, it enhances the prospects for thriving businesses, says well, one of our local you know, it's it's uh, you know go back to you spent uh, the weekend and a couple of days landscaping and trimming back your uh, perennials obvious? and all that stuff. So so you you cut them back a little bit to allow them to grow better. You thin your trees out so when a storm comes by, you know, wind gets through. So there's a natural part to business. But what I'm saying is there's a lot of solid indicators that the United States, the Trump administration, has done a lot of things right. Now remember, if President Trump comes out, all of a sudden 40% of the people, 45% of people are against it. Uh, however, uh, this is this is very interesting news, and, and I, I know people will question this, but what the United States is setting up to be able to assist the world economy is, is coming, so it should be should be positive. So, stock market could get into territories recently. Um, let's see, it's up eight thousand points since uh, the low in March. Okay, Google, what's the Dow Jones Industrial Average right now? Come on. Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 2.87 percent to 27,035.85. Yeah, so, seven, so it jumped up to 27,000 now. So that that's that's very very especially on a Friday. That Mike. is very unique. Michael, you're on the Marco. Yeah. Hey, at the uh, at the depth of the pandemic fear, Boeing Airlines was about $96 a share lower than it is right now. Okay, so it's, <laughs> over, it's over doubled. Airlines. But, but, but remember, that's government, that's government money coming in to prop them up. When this, when, when we get back to whatever you want to define it as, people flying and, and hopefully then Boeing will have the orders then to fulfill that. Well, well yes, that's true, but it's the market. People... People were thinking people are never going to get on airplanes again, so there's no need to, for Boeing to make airplanes. And now people watching the uh, the economy, watching the stock market, they're saying, hey, uh, people are going to be buying airplanes, so uh, Boeing's cheap, I'm going to buy, so the price went up. So, But, I'll Mike, I, Mike I think about another thing, though, is look at, uh, look at the cruise lines. The cruise line stocks are up, too. That's going to be a real indicator. People are going to fly for business because they have to fly, but are they going to get on cruise ships for leisure? That's, that's a very good question. I mean, Penn State University just put out a survey asking their, uh, you know, season ticket holders and, and stuff how they feel about going in the stadium and, and all that business. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of behavioral changes that are going to take place. It's going to have a long-term effect on the economy. But I, I do want to uh, answer Mark's question about how the, uh, when, when some businesses go out of business, how it helps others. Well, you know, technically, you know, there's just more customers for the businesses that stay in, in business. But the, the real thing is it's, it's called more efficient use of capital. Now, I've never taken any business courses, but again, I'm an economist down at the corner of lunch when it's open. <laughs> and what happens is the money can be used more efficiently by better organizations. It's why private industry can do almost anything better than government, okay? When, when, when government wants to become more efficient, if they have honest politicians, what they do is they farm out 
the things that they want to do to private industry so that they're done better. But generally speaking, the, uh, the corrupt people get in the way and mess that up. Now, the real reason I called was you, you guys just touched on it. Right now, the, the, the left, the Democrat left, all their talking heads are out saying, the book, these, these numbers, these jobs numbers are cooked. You know, the Bureau of Labor Statistics is, is falling under Trump's spell, and they cook the books. I, I mean, how ridiculous can that be? The numbers are the numbers. Right here in Columbia County, I would, this is just a guess, educated guess, but I would say probably about 1,000 people went back to work in the month of May. That's a lot of jobs. Just at the carpet mill alone, what is it, over 500 jobs there? And, and the traffic on the streets is, is essentially, I would say, is probably going up about four times what it was in April. Okay? So, the, yes, the, the numbers have improved, but it's a lot of factories getting called back to work. Now, once they, once they meet the demand, the build-up, the pent-up demand that was there from the downturn, maybe they're going to have to start laying off again in June or July because maybe they won't have the business that they thought they had. But to come out and say that the, uh, Trump's people cooked the books, I call that lies. And I, call, I think that when you, when you spread misinformation like that, we have all kinds of hate speech. But to me, this is intellectual hate speech. And, and, you know, they should be held accountable. And, I mean, Mike, you're, you're surprised I, You're surprised by this? Well, you know what? <laughs> it's I, been going I on for surprised. decades. I am surprised because I, I, I turn on MSNBC and CNBC, and I, talk, I listen to them talk about how everything needs to be fair, everybody has to be treated equal, yet they're willing to put out misinformation, and I'm saying <laughs> fake news is hate speech and should be treated like that. You know, right. we should have real-time truth detectors on our TV now. If that's what they want on Twitter, <laughs> we should have. No, it you're on the TV. truth detector. They have a truth detector mm. in their room, and guess what? You're it. Thank you so much, Michael. Really appreciate the call. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. I said we had read no texts. Or we had gotten no text, and one of our good listeners says, "Good morning, Mark. Didn't want you to be without any texts. The jobless numbers are headed in the right direction, and I'm one of those headed back to work at Autoneum in Bloomsburg. What makes me laugh is the surprise of the." news reporters always showing, always show that the unemployment numbers, when they read them off, anyone with a brain shouldn't be surprised where the numbers are, considering what was done to businesses in this country over the last three months. Yeah, we're, thank mm-hmm. you, uh, Stay. We're right in the middle of the clawback, and so mm-hmm. I am not surprised at all, because I saw so many people around here saying, well, you know, I enjoyed my $600 bonus unemployment well, for a month, and now I'm back at work. What happened to the CBS report, though, where they stammered through it and didn't really have a number and at the end gave us a number, so it must have caught them off guard. They must have been a little frustrated. Well, plus I think uh, a lot of people, they don't want the economy to tank but if it does, all the better, you know, because they want President What's Trump. That, oh, I mean, that's Bill Maher's comment, what, a year ago? Oh, did he? Uh, okay, his I HBO thing it. where he said he would take a recession just to get Trump out of office. I'm paraphrasing, but <laughs> right, that's... Right, I got you. So, no, it's, it's very, uh, very unfortunate that uh, some people uh, have that, and it shows the uh, uh, departure of uh, sort of uh, the United States. Young Chris, stand by. We'll be right back. That's our next caller. We're going to return shortly. 
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. Go ahead, Chris. Thanks for waiting. You are on the mark. Just a comment first on that last caller. I guess he doesn't remember when uh, Trump was saying that the Obama administration was cooking the books before the last election and made that a a major part of his campaign speech in the last few months. In the last month or two of the election, what what were they cooking them? In what way? The, the employment numbers, the employment oh. numbers. They're they're cooking them. The the, the financial report, the jobs mm-hmm. reports, just like the, the, today. Well, I don't think they cooked them today, did they? No, and that's a good thing. That's nice. There's a lot of restaurants opening up. There's a lot of restaurants and entertainment. So that's that's. Glad they survived that long. Well, a thousand people going back to work in Columbia County, even though they probably all don't live in Columbia County, is pretty positive for our region. All right, and your main yeah, point, Chris. But, but I just want to say Trump was doing the Trump was accusing the, the, the Obama administration of cooking the books on the financial reports, right, and this guy didn't apparently remember or condemn that. Then I wonder why he's so upset now. Okay. What else? Especially with only an hour since it happened. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where he's getting his news from. I've been listening to the show. If he's been listening to the show, I don't know how he's getting that either. But we'll, we'll ask him any, next time. Anyway, uh, uh, about Breeze. The problem with Breeze, well, first of all, that the Green Beret story was common knowledge five years ago. You guys just don't remember it very well. Okay. It was pretty well publicized then. Mark, Mark remembers it vaguely. <laughs> but that was very common knowledge. And the problem with the Breeze comments was not that he was saying what he felt when he stood up for the flag. It was that his insistence that Kaepernick was disrespecting the flag. And the people who knelt were disrespecting the flag when they repeatedly said they weren't. And... I'm willing to give Breeze, yeah, stand up for the flag. You feel that way and that's what you're thinking of? Stand up for the flag. Do it proudly. And if you're kneeling and you're doing it for the reasons Kaepernick gives or the, they're, they're doing it for the, the, the situation in Minnesota today, kneel proudly. It's not a matter of, it's, it's, it's Breeze. <coughs> was trying to limit Kaepernick's free speech by twisting what he was doing, by not accepting his reasons for doing it. And 
nobody was condemning Breeze for what he was standing up for. It was his disparagement of Kaepernick and insist and twisting what he's doing. Well, if, if Breeze, if I'm paraphrasing, I'll have it in front of you. Breeze's comment said he couldn't respect anybody who did not stand up for the flag. Uh, I think said, that was his see, Sorry for his who comments about ethics. the flag. He was insisting he that Kaepernick people. was disrespecting the flag when Kaepernick and the others were distinctly saying they were not. And this Green Beret story even brings that out more, even though it had the exact opposite effect because it created a... He was several weeks just sort of uh, sitting on the bench or standing on the sidelines kind of out of sight. In preseason games. Said very much. Yeah, in preseason games. And then when games. somebody noticed he was sitting on the bench, that got some publicity. And then this guy talked to him about going out and kneeling, kneeling while his teammates were standing as a show of, that you are respecting the flag. Yeah. Well, Bree he said, Bree said here he created a big backlash in just the opposite direction. Okay, Bree said here he never agree with anyone disrespecting the U.S. flag. So that's it. that's his comments. Well, uh, you know, and again, I my point yeah, about it is, is that if you work if you, if you work for He's implying that kneeling is disrespecting the flag when that is not the intent of the people doing it. Okay. My my point though is if you work for an organization, that organization sets standards and you abide by their standards and if you want to go out on Tuesdays, which is the day off for the NFL, go out and yeah, protest and do all you can. Why? All right. Thank you so much, Chris. Because I'm sorry. Political we'll have correctness on the right wing side. No, gotcha. Not. That's We're going to have to finish this on Monday. Thank <laughs> you, you Chris. Correct fools, you. Have a great weekend, buddy. Oh, Bye. Appreciate that. That's pretty Thank shallow. Thank you, sir. Have a good weekend. <laughs> well, yeah. I am a shallow guy. No, no, no. This I'm is a caller. But this uh, is, enjoy your weekend. This is WDK. Okay, Sunbury.